Welcome back, guys. I have not recorded in so, so fucking long. Like, genuinely, I think it's been like three weeks or something. And it's crazy because, like, performing in this, like, hyper drive of, like, masculine energy asks me to, like, go, go, go all the time. And I think I mentioned it in my last episode, um, or one of the episodes, and, like, about self-love is, like, one of those things that I'm gonna do is fucking rest. And, you know, it doesn't sound like it right now because I am, like, actually pretty sick. I think it happened today. Um, truth be told, I think I might have made myself sick from leaving my door open, like, basically all afternoon into the evening when it rained yesterday, um, I left my door open because it's just so soothing for me, and I, like, I had a blanket on, but I didn't, not, I didn't have socks on, I didn't have, like, my hands, I remember my hands were so cold, I was, like, basically making myself miserable, it was, but, like, a cozy miserable, I don't know how to explain it. If you like the cold, then you know what I mean. But, um, I think it might have made me sick. Or not. I could have got it from my girlfriend because she was sick all last week. It's just weird because, like, yesterday, maybe the day before, she had started feeling better. I know yesterday she was, like, completely better again. And then, like, today, it's like, it was like clockwork. Like, she was being taken care of, and was sick as fuck, and I was okay, and now I'm sick as fuck, I'm being taken care of, and she is the one that's okay, it's like, it could be, or it could be fucking COVID, um, I don't like to think of it that way, um, just because I think, at least for me, in my age group, and being vaccinated, I choose not to forget that there are other sicknesses out there, like, just because COVID came and was literally a pandemic doesn't mean that, like, every other sickness that we ever could have had went away. Um, I think it's so easy for us to be like, someone sneezes and like, oh, you got the vid. And it's just like, I think it's overplayed at this point for me personally. Um, Not that I don't take the the pandemic seriously now that I don't take it all you know whatever um not that I don't believe in it I just like I think it's over I think it's overplayed at this point like you know what I mean anyway um so I'm sick if you can hear or not I I think I might have bronchitis but I feel like bronchitis is way worse than what I have so I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to start telling myself that I have bronchitis. Like, I'm not going to do this self-diagnosing. <laughs> okay, here's where I got bronchitis from, okay? I am starting to pick up, I'm starting to pick back up on ASL. And I will explain to you why I've decided to do that. But um, I have, and so I've been doing one at least one sign a day learning a sign a day and I think it was yesterday I learned the sign for bronchitis (laughs) and (laughs) so um 
And ain't nobody got time for that. Okay? Okay. Period. <laughs> Damn. Who remembers that fucking phase? Like, what were you going through? Who, who And who were you when that was all... When that video was, like, a viral thing? Anyway. So weird to think about. Um, that, like, in my brain... And, like, anyone who lived through that time somewhere... There's a file folder in your memory that when you think of bronchitis, it's like a subcategory pops up with that, <laughs> with that like video and <laughs> dialogue in mind. That's so fucking hilarious. Anyways, so I'm back or something like that. Oh shit, I was saying that I was kind of beating myself up about not being on here, not talking on here for, like, what, three weeks? And then I decided, bitch, you are not, this is not paying your bills, okay? This is something that I do when I feel as though I have something to contribute to this space. And the last thing I'm going to do is just, like, put out some horse shit just because I have this, like, imaginary deadline or something. Like, this is not where I make my money. And so, therefore, putting unnecessary pressure on myself, it's it's one of those situations that I, immediately after I started to question myself, started to, like, have almost anxiety about it, have um, just this very go, go, go mindset on it, I said, "Mm, what? You don't, you don't have anything to talk about. That's as simple as you can put it. You don't have, you didn't, I didn't have time at all last week, which I don't have to explain myself, but I will. I didn't have time at all last week, given that Suzette was sick, given that we had just come back from Vegas, given that I was still trying to process how different I was coming back from that festival and which we'll talk about and um trying to process all of that I didn't have my phone for a few days Suzette was sick all week and that doesn't mean that like I couldn't have it just means that she was here all week okay and when I do these there's no one with me there like I'm alone And so, therefore, there was just no time when she was here all day, every day, for me to, like, like, there was just no time. Anyway, so, I decided, until you have something that you're ready to share, that you think is going to bring meaning to this space at all, that it's going to bring even a little bit of whatever it is, what like uh do you get what I'm saying I think you get what I'm saying you might fucking not and I might be rambling at this point but I wasn't going to just keep going because I was pressured by God even knows what um to keep going and as if it was like this duty that I couldn't take time to rest and I think that's what I was trying to say is that in like the self-love um basically epiphany that I had I was going to allow myself time to rest 
and so it was about a week of me thinking like oh shit I don't have a podcast episode maybe not even a week before I realized like um this is not my full-time job this is not this is a passion project this is a work in progress so yeah if you were disappointed um I'm really sorry but I'm also not so yeah (laughs) I'm here now and I'm so actually I'm so fucking excited for today's episode because it's gonna be so cheesy it's gonna be so corny it's gonna be so unbelievable and that's okay that is so motherfucking okay but I have so much that I want to touch on um I guess should I just dive right in TDC that's like the big thing that I want to cover actually no I have some notes on my phone because we all know um well maybe not we all know but for me what I believe is that creativity just bounces around the collective consciousness and just like that's why it's like when you have a million dollar idea and you don't do it and then someone else does it, it's because like that was never your idea to fully keep. That was just like bouncing around to the person who was open to it and willing to receive it anyway. Jesus. So um, anyway, most of my creativity does not come when I'm sitting on my couch with a microphone. Like most times it's in a really seemingly inconvenient time that I get a really nice idea that I would like to share. So, um, I created a little notes place on my phone for when there's random times that I'm like, oh my god, I would, I have so much to say about this. I'm gonna jot down my key points and yada yada yada. (sighs) Um, so first... (laughs) Um, I, I wrote, I have no problem mansplaining to a mansplainer. What they're doing will not be tolerated and it's quite unnecessary. I was around some people the past few weeks, one person I should say, and, um, I mean, they were a class A mansplainer and I don't even think they, they knew it. And it was like mansplaining of the most inconvenient seeming like the just the the common sense you know like I need to explain this to you because how could you understand it even though it's like bare minimum knowledge and I would be like yeah no we get it I get it and you want to know why I get it and then I would yeah basically I don't know why I put that on here. I just think that, like, it's not totally bad to, like, woman-splain to a mansplainer, you know? And I don't mean, like, shutting up and listening to it to feed an ego. I mean, like, chopping that ego right in fucking half and being like, you didn't need to fucking ramble like that. I understand what that means. Like, I, I have zero problem doing that. And none of you should either we're not out here stroking egos i'm sorry well no absolutely not (laughs) no so um 
that's just a point I'd like to make. <laughs> um, and now I'm going to get into something a little bit more serious. <sighs> this was before I had been to the festival, but this was while, this was like the first day that I was in Vegas. And, um, I, I was, I woke up and my girlfriend and the group that we were with was gonna go get breakfast and I was like oh sounds great and then um but I never fully imagined myself going because my because of my acne um we're going there it just is what it is this was such a I mean, this was such a big deal for me, and it feels like a lifetime ago when this happened, um, since, because of everything that happened after that, and all the growth, and, like, literally just transformation that happened just the, in the following, like, hours and days, but, um, I had, like, a whole mental breakdown, I was sobbing, because I just felt so debilitated and I just felt like which the thing is is if you've never experienced this kind of acne then it's just I'm sure there are other ways in which people feel this kind of just lack of just utter lack of confidence um and like the need the just present need to hide and this almost shame um but it's it's a different kind of all of those things combined when it's acne and I don't I don't mean I don't mean that you're on your period and you have you know I don't I don't mean that I mean, like, acne. Point blank, period. I think it was might have been from, like, the change in, like, the weather or, like, the air type. The fact that I was traveling. What it was that um, just made it a little bit worse. I was also on my period, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it just made everything a lot worse. And I... It was to the point where I just didn't want to go and face anyone. I didn't want to go out into the world. And I definitely didn't want to go out into the world and sit in probably some really bad lighting and eat an entire meal in front of people, like, with my acne showing. This is, like, a real thing. This is like a real struggle that a lot of real people have. And it's like, it's in these moments that no one, I think no one really talks about how, I'm not kidding, debilitating it can be. Um, Because it's like, sure, I will have texture under my makeup, but like, it's in that, it's in those early morning hours or just those raw moments where like, you don't want to put on makeup. Like, I don't want to wake up 
and immediately hide myself. I mean, I ended up doing that anyways, but I didn't feel like putting on makeup. I didn't feel like covering it. But I also didn't feel like being, like, looked at. I also didn't feel like putting up with it and the anxiety that I would have leaving the house and sitting at that horribly lit restaurant and, like, not having a mask on, which has been, like, the vein of my fucking existence and not because of the reasons that most shallow fucks make it to be. It's because I have this crutch now that I can use to hide myself. It has been a real hard fucking thing. The mask has. And it's not for the reasons that you'd think. It's because I, I don't... It's not that I don't want to wear a mask. Um, it's not that I care if I have to wear one or not. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. If you need me to, I will. And sometimes I... Like, if, if I went to a store today, I would wear it, even if I didn't have acne, just because I am sick as fuck. And, like, why would I not wear it, right? Um, but it's more so, like, I am vaccinated, and sometimes I, I'm not wearing it because I'm thinking about other people, and I'm thinking about myself, I'm thinking about my skin, And, um, it's been a, it's been a really mentally challenging thing. It's been very prevalent, I should say. Is that the word? I don't fucking know. Um, oh, sorry, I'm sniffly. I know that's so gross. <laughs> uh, fuck off. Um, I'm trying to read... I just basically said I try really hard to tell myself it's beautiful. It's just so hard. I've had it for so long. I'm going to be 20. It feels isolating. I don't want to rely on a mask or makeup as a safety blanket. It's such a tug and pull and I'm exhausted. I've had acne since I was, I want to say 15, but I want to say like acne, acne, 17. And, um, it's a lot better than what it was in those years. Like, I'm, like, miles away. Uh, but it's still, I still have scars. I still have, I still have, like, acne today. And then I have the scars. And it's just, like, it's a lot to process. And it's a lot to deal with. And it is, like is isolating it's not that I feel it's like the the topic itself acne as a whole acne as it's it's as the entity that it is is isolating isolating for many reasons because you feel as though you know there are moments where you don't want to go out for breakfast because you didn't have time to put on makeup you don't want to put on a full face and try and cover everything so early in the morning but you also don't want to go out there 
with just everything showing because you won't feel good about it and it'll make you have the worst and mental dialogue that you don't want to have about yourself and then it's also isolating because when people do have it they're trying so hard to cover it so if you do have it you could be looking at someone who also does and you never know because you're both trying to hide it so hard so it's isolating in that regard that everyone who does have it is trying so hard to hide it that it seems like it's so abnormal whether it's in person or online it's such a hard topic to talk about and it's such a like this thing that we just kind of roll over as society and like it's so fucking hard it is so fucking hard you can do everything right and like doesn't really matter it's it's hard and I have um so yeah I mean that's really all I have to say about it that was just one of the points that was in my notes because I was crying and I felt like people should hear it um my skin is not perfect in any fucking means and yet at the same time it is so it is a very isolating thing acne it is in every sense in every regard in whatever way you look at it and it's tough and if you get it don't worry I get it too it may not always look like it because you may not always see it Because instead of going out into the world and showing it to you, instead stay in bed and just refrain from even the possibility that someone will see it and not understand or understand. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Real tough topic and I'm still learning how to deal with it. So, there you go. We're going to take a quick little break. And then I want to talk about EDC. Oh my god, I want to talk about EDC. I want to go through my whole experience. I'm so fucking excited. So, I'm going to like get off of here, drink some tea, and then we'll be back. Hello. That was so obnoxious. Um, I'm back. Had a little tea set for a second, and um, I'm ready to talk about EDC. And just, I just want to make a claim, okay? Nothing that I say here 
okay, is going to live up to the experience. Nothing, absolutely, there's no way, there's no video I can show you. There is no right word. There is, like, the vocab, it doesn't matter the vocabulary. It doesn't matter. It it truly doesn't matter what I tell you, okay? Absolutely nothing is going to live up to the the experience of just being there of being there for the whole three days of writing it out of like I mean there's I'm not gonna be able to convince you to go I mean I might be able to I might be able to convince you to go but you if you did go like you would understand what I meant by saying I cannot explain it to you It's like when you try to explain a psychedelic, you cannot explain that shit. It is indescribable, and it is damn near impossible to adequately describe. So, that is just the claim that I'm making, um, that I am aware, I'm fully fucking aware, that you will just have to experience it for yourself if that's something you're interested in, to even remotely understand what I, okay, I'm gonna shut up, so, for those of you that do not know what EDC is, okay, because, um, it was so funny, my cousin said something to me when I got back, she was like, I loved all the costumes, And, um, I think it was because it's so close to Halloween this year that it, it could have seemed like this was a costume thing. Um, no, it's just a, it's just a badass rave is what it is. Um, it is a thoughtful rave and it is a, I mean, it was like the, the best time of my fucking life. Um, yeah, it's in Las Vegas, they have had one in London, they are having one in Orlando, like, this week, or next week, something like that, they've been in Mexico, um, they've been all over, and it's put on by Insomniac, and that's like a big company owned by Basquilla. It's like a, he's a CEO and basically it's just a bunch of festivals all over the world and a bunch of raves all over the world. So really cool shit. Anyways, I was not a huge raver before this, okay? Complete baby raver. I had been to see like Tiesto and um, oh my god, what is Steve Aoki, which he put on a great show. Um, else I don't know I just hadn't been like in the rave scene okay I didn't class myself I didn't classify myself as a rave baby I just didn't I didn't okay I was always down to have a good time but just didn't know that I would end up like a headbanger like I really never saw myself being a headbanger and like EDC turned me into one full flesh. I don't 
no, EDC brought it out in me, actually, is what I'm going to say. Anyway, it's a huge festival. Like I said, there's no way that I explain it to you that would do it any justice, but it is at the Las Vegas Motor, Motor Speedway. It's like, I don't even know how many stages. A bunch of stages, okay? And they're all going all at the same time. They're all loud as fuck. They're all equally a production. So they had like a few mini ones. There was like a stage car where it didn't have any like screens or anything, but it was still playing music. Um, But there like was like six or I don't know how many big stages there were. But they were all huge as fuck. Each with fireworks, flames, loud ass speakers, crazy screens. Um, Just like I said, each one was a production. No, they were not stages. They were productions, each one. And um, there were so many DJs throughout the weekend. I couldn't even tell you how many stages I saw, who I saw, um, I got a good idea of it, but there are some gaps in the nights, but, um, it's just huge, and then it's not just stages, right, so they had something called, like, Downtown EDC, they had something, it was called Pixel Forest, and it was just, like, lights, and it was where the Wi-Fi was at, and it was, like, this walkthrough of, like, pixeled um like museum type things but like electric I don't even know how to explain it to you downtown EDC was like um like the fun house I think was over there the mini bar which is really cool it was like all the shots were mini everything like on the walls was miniature it was really cool and then um they had like shops too with just like vendors if it was for like rave things like rave um light up things or whatever edc merch was a thing um they had this one place that was really cool and it was called the consciousness group and um i mean i just I saw it, and I think I was tripping when I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, I belong there, I want to go, and it was so fucking awesome, they had candy laid out, you got to go in, and you got a piece of candy, if you told the guy a really good secret, and I just, I mean, it was just really, it was just such a fucking vibe, anywhere that you walked, there was people, anywhere that you walked, there was music, whether like all different types you could hear like house in one ear and then you could hear headbanger in the other ear and it was just like whatever you wanted to jam to but at the same time it wasn't like distracting like no stage took away from the other if that makes any sense they had like a firework show at like 12 to 1 30 every night and it was like like I said, the whole thing was just a production. There was, like, um, workers that were dressed up. They were on, like, what are they called? Not stilettos. Is that what it is? 
I don't know. It's like the sticks that they walk on, like literal poles to make them really tall. I don't know. There was like fairies everywhere. It was so fucking cool. Okay. Let me just, it was so fucking cool. Not only was it absolutely mind-blowingly awesome (laughs) and just a show 20, like the whole time. Not only that, but it was a thoughtful show. It was the most thoughtful event and especially festival that I have ever been to. I think because of the fact that this is like the rave community and it's like the hardcore rave community um, where it's like everyone's traveling from different countries to be there. Um, It only makes sense and because like the fact that this company puts on so many whether it be I think this is the only fest no all kinds of different shows and festivals throughout the world since they do that they understand like rave culture they understand what it's like to rave they like know what you need and what you don't need and um what I mean by that is like There were places that would have really beautiful fixtures in the middle. Like, there was this one. It was was actually our meetup spot, but it was, like, this golden lady. And um, I know it sounds crazy, but that's what it was. It was, like, this gold figure of a woman. And it was, like, then it had, like, lights shining down. And it was just, like, a place to sit and chill if you needed to get away from it all. And then it was, like at another place they had a place where you could sit on grass but they had big screens playing like they would just pick one dj and they would play that dj's set so it was like you were still jamming it was still loud it was still like you were there but you didn't have to be immersed into the crowd um there was like shops with everything from like earphones because or earplugs because that shit gets loud as fuck especially if you're getting more to the front of the stage um it was like candy gum glue hand warmers like from every anywhere from like two dollars to six dollars the food wasn't outrageously priced it was free water um and these things that are essentials they understood that they were essentials they understood that, like, you would need a place to just sit. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, like, they don't, I just, it was, a. I was one of the biggest takeaways and one of the reasons why I really fuck with Insomniac and um, the event that they put on because it was a really thoughtful event. Um, and it wasn't like I was being penny-pinched and that I, like, needed something and I had no choice but to pay $25 for you know earplugs like whatever it might be it was reasonable and I felt really safe so there's that um now let's get into like I guess my personal journey that I had because I'm telling you it was a journey I think what I also need to highlight is that EDC is a all-night 
rave. So um, it starts, I think you could get in at 7 something. Um, and it ends, the place closes at 5.30 in the morning. And it's kind of like there was never a day where I wanted to leave early. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, because when I went into the, I was thinking like, how the fuck, how the fuck am I going to stay up till 5.30 in the morning, three days in a row? How am I going to do that after like traveling to get here and like, it's not like I'm just trying to stay up. I'm like staying up and raving and like doing like being very physical, right? But there was never a day where I wanted to leave early, where I thought even for a second that I was ready to go. Um, so the, the, I think we should just make note of that because it's a very special situation that it's at night and that it's like, you know, what happens under the moon? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Anyway, so, um, I will say that when I got there the first night, I was truly just taking it all in. Um, I swear to you, the only thing that came out of my mouth was either that's crazy or that shit's crazy. I'm, I wish I was kidding you. (laughs) I had no better way to explain anything. I would look at something and be like, that's crazy. I would, they would finish a set. They would there would be some sort of bass drop and I'd be like, that shit is crazy. When we first got there, when you walk in, you have to go down like the steps of the stadium, walk onto the track and like disperse from there at the um, racetrack, whatever. And um, I was just looking out because you can see the whole thing. You can see the entire carnival and like... I mean, it was just, literally, I didn't have words. I was, besides, that shit's crazy. There's so many lights, there's so many stages, there's so many people. God, it tripped me up how many people I would walk, like, watch, like, all just tiny humans, just all trying to dodge each other, all having somewhere else to go, all, like, craziest shit in the world okay and that was when I was sober okay (laughs) anyway so the first day I'm like pretty in my shell this woman shuffled in front of me and I was in such disbelief that I I didn't even say anything like I could I was like I was just so mesmerized by it all like and I remember her friend was like she did a good job and I was like oh yeah I'm just speechless. <laughs> I don't, I'm not hating. I'm just fucking speechless. I'm just taking this all in. Okay, babe. The only rave quote unquote that I had been to was Tiesto at like the Fort Worth pavilion thing. You got me fucked up. I need a minute because <laughs> this is all crazy as fuck. Um, I didn't really know 
how to dance. Which is weird to say because I danced for a little while in my life and I would say I have some fucking rhythm. I'm not ashamed to say that. I have some fucking rhythm. I just didn't know how to let myself go. I didn't feel comfortable letting myself just just fucking vibe. I was so... Um, I don't want to say overwhelmed because it wasn't like a bad thing. Um, I was just like... I was uncomfortable letting myself feel the music. I was uncomfortable with myself um, just fully letting go, just fully not giving a fuck whether or not what I'm doing is perfect, fully not giving a shit on whether or not someone thinks it's not perfect, right? And, like, it it was honestly kind of hard at first, and that was day one, and I was slowly getting out of my shell day one, I was still, I'm telling you, it's like a starstruck thing, where you just, like, you're just kind of numb, you're just looking around, and you're taking it all in, and you're like, holy fuck, I never, I had never been anywhere like this place, I'm telling you, it felt like I was on another planet, like, it was a different world, and in the best fucking way. And I think when that truly set in, when I looked around that place and I was like, we are all just freaks. We all spent so much money to be here. We all just want to have the best fucking time. I can hear so much music right now. I'm under the electric sky. I only have two days left. I am going to fully just send it. I'm not going to think twice about anything. Because what's the point? Who cares? Who cares? And like, the second day I found my footing, I allowed myself to breathe and take it all in and not listen to any voices that weren't mine. Um, day two was really special. I like walked in and it wasn't, I wasn't starstruck anymore. I just, I truly felt like I was home. I was like, fuck it. Day two, let's fucking kill it and um day two was crazy I think day two was when we also saw Lil Nas X by surprise um I hear that they always have a surprise at least like two surprise artists and you don't know when it's gonna be or what stage or who they're gonna be with or what time like you just don't know and we got both of them me and um my girlfriend saw ended up just being at both stages, but on accident, and I, I mean, it was fucking, it was fucking insane, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and, um, anywho, day two is when I really decided, like, 
okay, if we're walking somewhere, like getting from point A to point B, I think was like my biggest turnaround and like the biggest way that I saw change because I, there were so many people there and you're all trying to go somewhere. And I realized that the only place we all seemed so serious was when we were trying to get from point A to point B. It was like the mundane task of EDC. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, but why? Because everywhere that you walk, everywhere that you go, you can hear music. It's all different types of genre. I mean, sub-genres in like a genre. But like, there's beats and there's drops and there's house and there's just, there's everything everywhere. Why am I not dancing right now? Day two is when I started just boogieing from point A to point B because I fucking could. And I would get so fucking lit and it was so much fun. And we were riding carnival rides, which were all free, by the way, because again, it wasn't a penny pitching situation. And I mean, like, day two, I let myself break out of my shell and I... Um, I did Molly, motherfuckers. You're damn right I did. You're damn right I'm talking about it. I've done so much, um, I'd say, I'd say, like, seemingly harsher things. But, um, Miss Molly girl, I mean, she is just, she is for me undescribable like the way that the music felt the way that my body felt the way that I could feel energy was like nothing I'd ever experienced before and I mean it was just it was a fucking ride it was a (laughs) I almost said roller coaster (laughs) I remember the moment that it started hitting, I looked at Suzette, my girlfriend, I said, baby, I'm rolling, and it was so much fun, and it was so different than anything else. I I underestimated Molly, no doubt in my mind. I, I fully underestimated that fucking powerhouse of a pill. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, also, this is where we move into, like, the ASL part of the story. There was another group that we were with and that we were hanging out with. There was, like, three groups, I think, that we were on and off meeting up with that people from our group knew for whatever reason. You get it. And this particular group, I met when I was at the peak. I had just I had just peaked and I had just understood that I had peaked, right? Um and when I met them, it was this I think I had briefly met them the day before, but I just thought they were kind of to themselves. And that day, I looked at the people in that group and I said they're all fucking rolling. It's like this it's just you make you just know like you can just tell because it's exactly what you're doing it's just anyway 
Um, and it, this was the first time I had ever done this. And I remember feeling so safe with this group. And the, like the main points that I remember and the reasons why I felt so safe was because it was like a no man left behind thing. It was like, whatever you need, you'll be heard thing. And if someone needed to go to the restroom, but it inflicted on the rest of the group's plans, it it didn't matter. That group was going to stop what they were doing and they were going to go to the restroom. It was like just this deep understanding and like just... I feel as though that group made me feel seen and even if like they really didn't, I know that I saw them and I was appreciative of them and it was just a very, I was very happy to be rolling with them is all I'm going to say. But there was this one particular instance where we were in front of this stage and I was feeling myself get uncomfortable with this stage because it was it was all a lot because although this this was a very magical experience it was also a very new experience i was just getting like familiar with it and i was i mean it was a new thing it was a new feeling it's it's a new fucking drug like i don't so um i had a little bit of anxiety at this certain stage okay and um we had never been there the whole time we were there I think we briefly walked through it like the first stage of the first day um and it was kind of like everyone was like about to go in there and I remember my body just feeling like I'm not really feeling it and not only that not only am I not feeling it but if we do go in there I don't know if I will be capable to talk myself out of not wanting to be there um, it's hard when you're in a group of 13 to 20 people because you don't want to be the one that makes the whole group go somewhere else. Like, you don't want to be the one that has to break off, like, you know. Um, and that's what I think I meant by just everyone in that group feels felt safe saying what they wanted, and I really appreciated that. And I remember looking at this stage, it was a covered stage. It was jam-packed, but it was covered. And it was like a lot less house than what we had just been listening to. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I turned into a straight headbanger that weekend, okay? I'm not fucking kidding. I was in that bitch, and my neck was hurting like a motherfucker, okay? I earned my fucking spot, but... In this particular moment, when everything was new, all I wanted to do was vibe. All I wanted to do was feel the music, and, you know, maybe later on, I would be in the mood to head bang the fuck out of my sh- fucking head. Like, you know. Um, But it was like red lasers, and because it was covered, the lasers were like really prominent and... The fact that it was covered, I think, is what really got to me. Because when a stage is packed, but you can look up at the sky, that's okay. Like, it doesn't feel claustrophobic because, you know, it's still open. When a stage is covered, 
and there's like walls and it's packed oh no I was not I was not feeling it I just didn't want to I didn't want to do it and I could feel myself start to pull back and I was like taking a lot slower steps than the rest of the group and um the group that I ended up like trusting basically with my life whether they knew it or not um the guy who was like probably the sober one of that group he was like hey guys I don't think we want to go in there I don't think and I was like oh thank god it was like this release of tension on my body I was like oh my god he said it like I don't I think whoever had the courage to say I don't feel comfortable going in there because I couldn't do it and I just immediately I went to my girlfriend and I was like yeah I don't think I want to go in there either like I I would stay with them and she was like okay that's fine but it was in that moment I was like okay they get it like they get it and this is all okay um another reason was some of the people in that group signed and I know a little bit of ASL I can carry on a good conversation I understand a lot about deaf culture I really respect the deaf community and I really respect sign language as a whole and um I obviously noticed it and I think I said thank you in sign language a very basic thing just to like get it out there to like let you guys know that I saw you doing it and I know it too and um he had asked me his name is Goldie he had asked me if I knew sign and I was like yeah um, a little bit and it just I also felt safe when that happened because then not only were they being heard they didn't have to speak to be heard by each other and it was it wasn't like elaborate things it was just like oh we need water um the restroom please I'm doing good I'm doing fine I'm you know I'm this is a lot or like what the small signs to get you through a rave and it was like genius like I sat there and I again at this point I'm feeling energy hard as shit right and I'm just like this is so fucking beautiful and I'm so glad that they do this I'm so glad that this is a thing right now I'm so glad that she just said water and she signed it so that she didn't have to yell it right oh my god it was like I took so much inspiration from it and ever since we've been back I've been doing a sign a day and I've been you know re verbing myself with it because it's a it's a really beautiful community and language and it's something that I've always wanted to pick up pick back up I should say and I never really get around to it and that in that moment where it was so useful and oh it just bring brought me this sense of just safety again that's just like I was heard and um it reignited that flame for me to want to continue to learn so 
That's why I know the sign of bronchitis, because it was my sign of the day yesterday. So, um, period. I also want to learn to shuffle. That is another goal that I had taken from EDC, because I watched that woman shuffle, and I watched a couple people shuffle throughout the weekend, and I was so fucking mesmerized, because if you've ever seen someone shuffle, it looks so effortless. It looks like something that you could jump up there and start doing, but god damn it, it is so precise, it is so fucking hard, and it is, like, tedious, pretty much. It's, like, a skill that you have to, it's a muscle that you have to work. Like, it's a, it's not just jumping in and, like, you can just do it. It's like a fucking, it's a full-blown skill, and it takes full-blown practice. And, um, so that's my thing. So far, I've learned a few, um, besides, like, the Running Man and the Polly Pocket, which I'm sort of getting down. There's this other one where I, like, shuffle with one foot and tap the other foot, which I'm really good at, and I think it's really fun to do, probably because I am the best at that one. Um... <laughs> But by the next time I go to EDC, because I already bought my tickets for next year, I will hopefully be a lot more confident shuffling. So, there's that. Some of the takeaways were shuffling and ASL. Um, and then the third day. The third day, I think, was my best day of all of the days. I really, I really soaked in every single moment and I knew that I because we got there as early as we could and we left as late as we could and I was so happy that we did that because I'm telling you I I did not want to leave I did not want to leave I remember fighting it I was like but can we just like can we just like but like and they were like no we're closing and I was like fucking hell um I wanted to just stay. I wanted to go to the Airbnb, sleep, and come back and do it the next night. Like, I did not want to leave. I really took, like I said, I really took in every waking moment that I was there. Every song, every bass drop, every dance move, every... Everything. I took in everything that I possibly could and I think what really helped me do that was breath work and to put it in I just was literally just breathing I had started doing this on day two especially while I was rolling but day three I would I started to look at the people within my group and I would say do you want to breathe with me it seems like such a like a mundane thing, like, okay, yeah, ooh, I've been doing it, um, this whole time, but sure, and it would, like, it was so, it was just very beautiful, because I would say, do you want to breathe, and they'd say, yeah, and then they'd take, like, a, a semi-big breath, and I'd say, uh-uh, keep going, we're going all the way, and it was, like, not only did I feel the transition for myself, but then, like, watching the transition in other people was so fucking spectacular. 
watching them go from like a more anxious state to like just fully grounded and fully present and like being brought back to their senses it was so fucking powerful and it it was a lot for myself it was a lot because anything that was going on in my brain would just drop and I was brought back to my senses I was brought back to earth and I was brought back to like the now and then not only did I feel that shift for me I could see that shift for other people and it was as simple as taking the deepest breath that you possibly can and being grateful for it and that was that's probably the biggest thing aside from this self-confidence and the ability to let go it's probably the biggest thing that I took from EDC was the power of breathing the power of my breath it was transformational is that the word transformative what the fuck is the word for that transformational I feel like that is 100% not a word but I'm rolling with it I took away a lot from EDC I I took a lot of things home with me from that festival not all of them were physical and I truly feel as though I came back a different fucking bitch and that's saying a lot like that sounds like a lot for this three-day festival but like I'm not I'm not over exaggerating I'm not kidding I'm not I'm not even describing it and doing it justice what I lived that weekend at EDC I'm not kidding you fully changed me and it will be one of those things that even when I lose this even when I forget that how important my breath is even I've taken it back to today I use it today when I'm like getting up in my head I feel myself basically floating away from the fucking earth I take one big ass breath and I'm like oh shit I'm still here I'm still okay I'm fine I'm more than fine most times. I will hear music whether I know it or not and I will start dancing because I want to. Because instead of worrying and being on my head about who's watching me or whether or not I know the song or whether or not I look good while I'm dancing or whether or not I whatever. I like catch on to a beat that I like and I just fucking groove. Because why not? I could get down to elevator music at this point. I just, I just go. I love to dance and I, I got it back. It's like all these small ways that seem like, they almost seem small, but when you add it up in day-to-day life, it, it becomes such a huge, huge huge impact and it's it's what I was gonna say is even when I lose sight of those things EDC will when I think about it it will only take me back to banging ass music a 
thoughtful fucking festival and and learning to let go learning to feel free learning to be free learning to breathe and ground myself learning empathy learning safety and community really all I can say is that it was probably one of the most beautiful things I have ever been a part of. I will keep going for as long as I can. And that's a promise. <laughs> I will definitely do Molly again. I don't fucking... I don't care who's listening to this. I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> if you've done it, you know. Okay? And, um, yeah, that was EDC for me. It was so much more than this weekend festival. I, I'm, I'm serious when I say it changed me. And again, like, they seem like mundane things. They seem like small changes that, but like, they make for such a big fucking impact and it's changed the way that I go about life today the following weeks I think it's been one or two weeks that I've been back and it's changed the way that I do my daily thing called life truly and um I still with all of this did not do it justice and if you have any interest at all if you have any inkling at all to go if you like music in any fucking shape or form you just should fucking go I will say it is not for everyone all are welcome but it is not for everyone and I think that's what makes it special in its own regard but if you have any, if you've ever had any desire to go, you better buy a fucking ticket. Because I promise you won't regret it. I sure as hell don't. And, like, if you do, tell me. Because, like, I'm going next year. And, like, we could breathe together. <laughs> oh, shit. I wanted to talk about this so bad because it was exactly what I needed like I don't think I was thrown out of whack in any way I don't think I was really in any sort of depressive episode or state I don't think I was like down I just think I was a little bit stressed and I think I was starting to overanalyze very superficial things I, like, the next time I go, I I will definitely bring rocking outfits, but I thought I was going to want so many more pictures in them. I thought it was going to be, like, I was going to be finding cool backgrounds, and I was going to be, like, searching for, like, the perfect, truth be told, any of the pictures I got were either before or Suzette stopped me and said, you're going to want a picture in this outfit, so, like, do do you want to do it now or... (laughs) a godsend she is 
And there was a couple times where I'm like, I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm alright. Genuinely, I just wanted to go to the next stage. I just wanted to keep dancing from point A to point B. And I am so proud of myself for that. I am blown away at that. So, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but this should be like an advertisement, (laughs) truly. (laughs) If I got to work for Insomniac, dude, I... I'd shit myself, okay? If I got to work for Insomniac, that would be so fucking awesome. But, um, I think that's all I have to say. I think that closes out this long, long long-awaited episode. I'm telling you, I haven't been on here in like a month. Again, I don't apologize for it. And, um... But I did miss it. Like, I don't apologize, but I I was often thinking about it because I did miss sitting down and doing this and talking to you all. But, um, yeah. What else? I think that's it. Um, I'm going to keep doing sign. I'm going to keep practicing shuffling. And I'm going to keep dancing to elevator music. I'm going to keep taking a deep breath when I'm anxious and I'm going to I'm going to really sit with um my acne. I'm really glad that I brought that up today. Um but it's so hard. It's it's hard. And I'm not going to come back on here next episode and be like I'm cured. Like I may I all of a sudden think I am so fucking beautiful. No. Um, it's going to be a work in progress, but I think like the first step to overcoming it is like realizing that there's a problem, right? I think there's a problem with me wanting to hide it all the time. Me feeling like I I can't just go out into the world in every way that I am. And I don't know if that's the world's problem. I think that's definitely the world's problem and not mine. I think where the work that I have to do, and if you have acne, I think the work that we have to do is that we have to believe that it is, in fact, not our problem, and it is, in fact, the world's problem. I think that's where our work is cut out for us because it's easy to say like oh well like it's the world's um not strategy but like oh god what is the word it's the world's standard there you go but not ever like believe in ourselves enough you know to like kick the world's standard to the fucking curb I think that's where my work at least lies is not only telling myself that it's not my problem and that it never really was my problem but believing it and living that out as my truth it's gonna be hard but um and it's taken a while for me to even get to this point 
where I understand that it is, in fact, the world's problem. And there's not, there's not anything wrong with me. Like I said, had it since I was 16, 17. It's been years now. And I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still sitting in my bed crying. I'm still having some breakdowns over it. I'm still not going places or putting on extra makeup or putting on extra articles of clothing because of it. Like, it's still a work in progress for me. I didn't just have this epiphany and next day I'm like over it. Like, this is going to be an uphill battle for me, but it's a part of that self-love journey. That true, utter, raw, just acceptance of myself. It's a part of that. So, I think EDC really helped with that, too, which I think is beautiful. But, people are starting to um, make noise in the house, and this is gonna be a real long episode, but it's way overdue, so I'm not really sorry, um, if you made it this far, thanks for fucking listening, I'm not kidding, if you, if you've ever even thought about wanting to go to EDC, just fucking do it, because no amount of advertising can give you the feeling of being there, and I'm just, rambling at this point and I'm really just doing I'm really just giving them free fucking advertisement but I'm I'm not kidding it's a it's a beautiful fucking experience to be a part of and if you ever get the chance fucking do it jump at it jump at the chance I missed you guys you might see me next week you might not I'm really not sure (laughs) regardless though Thanks for being here this week, and I'll see you when I see you. Let's take a deep fucking breath, okay? Ready? And another if you need it. Bye, bitches.